Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Billy. And this is Consume for Good, a podcast about an everyday couple attempting to be healthy in a conscious way. With success using keto to lose weight, we quickly realized that consuming food in that way had a large impact on our environment. So join us on our journey of a plant-inspired keto to make a big impact on our health and reduce our impact on the environment. Welcome to episode one, and thank you so much for joining uh, we're super excited to bring this podcast. We think that the best way to get started is to go back to the beginning and kind of discuss where we came from and how we ended up on this path. Uh, so to get started, I'm going to turn it over to Emily. Of course. Yes. So like you said, we're going to kind of talk about our history, about how we got to the decisions that we have made recently and and those sort of point of the podcast. So we thought a great thing to to start off with would be share a bit about our childhood and, and our experiences with being healthy and weight and all of that sort of stuff. So um, for me personally, I know lots of friends that have a similar story. It's nothing groundbreaking, but um, I think we were always an active family. We were always a family that uh, didn't eat processed food or anything, really not obsessive about watching our weight. It wasn't a conversation necessarily that we had as children, but we were very active, very healthy, very just, I know my parents put a lot of thought into it. Maybe that's better. We didn't talk about it, but they probably did. Um, and I definitely remember feeling bigger as a child. I think part of that when I was really younger came more from having like two really skinny siblings. I mean, both of my siblings when I was younger were underweight. And I think I was more looking back at pictures now, probably average weight, but it felt um, like they were average and I was bigger. I think it was more sort of high school time that I did put on more weight and, and gain weight. And even through high school, I was still doing the same, you know, no processed foods, really. Um, we were active, but just as, as we grow older, that shifted quite a lot for me at that teenage years. Um, and I've definitely ever since then been really conscientious of that and always been um, trying to constantly up my activity, going to the gym lots, um, being really careful about what I eat. And definitely through university, having that more flexible schedule. I remember going to the gym like every day, being really conscientious of what I ate, tracking a lot of, you know, keeping a food log of what I would eat. And it just not really seemed to make a difference or I'd maybe lose a pound or two. But then anytime I'd kind of slip back to, you know, normal college life of having a few drinks or going out, it would be, um, you know, back on pretty quickly. And since university, I think that's been the same struggle of just trying to be active enough to lose weight and it just never being enough. Um, you know, we are not perfect necessarily with food, but I would say really conscientious still of what I was eating, how much, um, but obviously it wasn't the right balance of what I was eating versus the exercise. Uh, a big shift, I think, and a big reason that we maybe started down this path was being diagnosed with a thyroid disorder. So um, I was really fortunate to find a doctor that listened to me and believed me when I said I was working out a lot and conscientious of what I had. So putting that piece together with sort of my whole history, she had spent the time to go through my medical history and really look at it. She was the first one that really said, you know, this is probably what's happening. So let's get some more specific tests. So um, I'm really appreciative of that doctor spending that time and really I don't know. I feel like trusting when I said I am working out, she believed me. And I, when I said I was conscientious, what I actually, she trusted me. Um, and so getting that thyroid disorder diagnosed really helped us have a bit more pieces of the puzzle. 
right? It, it gave us a bit more information about how my body was working um, and maybe why previous attempts have been less successful. Um, and I, I really think that that's helped us down that path. Obviously, there's not any research that I could point to that uh, having a thyroid disorder and, and going down the keto path is, is a successful choice. But we did find a few people's personal experiences that made that connection of their them also having a thyroid disorder and, and trying keto and it being successful when they haven't had success in the past. So that's kind of my um, experiences that led us up to the start of keto originally. Um, and that I think, again, not groundbreaking, nothing too different. I think similar to what a lot of people had. Um, but yeah, that's me. Yeah. And I think growing up, you know, I was fairly active, you know, I, I didn't really have uh, a lot of, you know, issues in high school, but that may have led to a little bit worse eating habits. I definitely thinking back on it now, I definitely realized that I was utilizing food as more of a coping mechanism with things I was going through in, in life at the time. But realistically, um, you know, I was relatively what I considered healthy through high school. And then really where the massive weight gain kind of started to really pile on for me was I was in a work environment that was not necessarily overly stressful, but it did ha not have regularity to the schedule. I was working uh, as a salesperson at a retail establishment and those hours, you know, weekends, nights, earlies, uh, early mornings, they can really kind of mess with you. And it's hard. I think one of the biggest things that as we kind of get into this is, is the whole idea of scheduling and when you eat and how you eat is, is a big factor. So, I mean, at that point I had, I had jumped up quite a bit and I think, you know, once I had gotten to that point to the, into this story, the changing is not easy because I think everybody wants that. Like I have initially, I have discovered this problem, but I don't know how to fix it or everyone is, you know, all of a sudden you're like, I want to lose weight, right? Everybody is an expert. So I think that that, that part of the journey is really tough because everybody wants to help you out and give, give your advice. And, uh, and, and it's great, but like, where do you start? So a lot of it was, um, you know, miss, not necessarily misinformation, but it kind of, it just, it never results never happened. So I kept going in the path. And unfortunately it felt like the stress of not losing ended up gaining more weight in the, in the stress of trying to make things uh, better. Yeah, and you started university a bit later in life, so it wasn't the same as like starting at 18 with not, not no responsibilities. I know lots of people go to university with responsibilities, but I know for myself it was minimal. You know, I had a lot of financial help. I had a lot of parent parental help. It was just one of those things where university was sort of a trial run at being an adult, right? And I think you going a bit later, it wasn't that trial run. You definitely had a lot more responsibilities and a lot more going on in your life during that time that um, I know I certainly didn't. And I, I agree. I think going to university at that age is is difficult. Um, and it's harder to have that flexibility in your schedule. Yeah. Kind of segues us into like, how did we, you know, both of us before trying all these different things, I, I think it's important to, you know, everybody's journey is different when it comes to this. Some things work better for other people. I can imagine everybody has their story of different dieting and exercise plans where it's, I think one of them was, you know, you buy like a, a month's worth of protein powders and that was, you know, a week into that, I was like, no, I, I even remember laughing because 
they had allocated snacks and these snacks came in this like pelletized uh, protein powder form and i'm like oh goody another <laughs> chocolate pill so excited and i think that that was kind of my realization that obviously the food that i was eating had something to do with it but i couldn't quite figure out how to maximize and really i, I at the time i should have done the research but i also i just at, you know everybody's life is crazy so i didn't really have that time but I've done a little bit of everything here and there, and I'm sure I, I know before we met that if you were conscious of of your weight and, and where you were at, I'm sure that you probably tried some crazy things also. Nothing too crazy, actually. I think I just, you know, became a bit obsessive with tracking. I mean, you know me, I can easily turn a bit obsessive um, once you get going down that path. So I think that was just my, my thing of of really being tracking. And the problem with that, I find, is it's fine for a while. It is, it's good to keep a log. It's good to really be honest about what you're consuming and, and knowing that. I think the problem comes in the guilt of like, oh, this must be too much still because it's not showing me the results. And oh, I must not be doing enough. And I think that's really hard to step away from for me personally. I mean, some people might be better at it. And again, doing all that tracking and not having the full information of that like recent diagnosis of not just the thyroid disorder, but something else as well. Like, I think that was hard because I was definitely beating myself up about consuming too much or not working out enough when not knowing there was this other piece that was going undiagnosed and unmedicated. Um, I think that's, that's definitely a hard thing to to work with. So I think sometimes the guilt would be my like, okay, I can't, I can't beat myself up over this. I also think um, you know, a lot of obviously moving into keto is about the balance of macros. And that was one that I definitely had not educated myself on, been educated on. So I think finding that balance, that was not one that I was wary of at the time of the different pieces of it. I mean, we all know, you know, the sort of general stereotypes and, and at the time when we were younger, Atkins was a big thing. So lower carb was a conversation kind of out there, but not the fine tune, like, Cup counting, I would say that now is much more common. Yeah. And the diet industry in a, as a whole is such a big industry. So there's just as much good information out there as there is bad information. And really what kind of pulled us into this keto journey was this idea of, you know, once diagnosed with a thyroid issue, how do we eat to maximize that? And there was a lot of things pointing at keto being a healthy way of maintaining weight with thyroid issues on both sides of the fence. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to kind of give it a go before we kind of get into what keto is, because I think it's important to explain what the diet is. It's, it's obviously a, it's very big now. It kind of blew up. Uh, I do remember there was a gentleman by the name of Abel James who wrote a book called The Wild Diet. I had read that book a little bit earlier before we even met, and it, it was very similar. It was the whole idea of, you know, cutting out carbs, but utilizing like the best quality products and the most unrefined products that you could possibly use. So there was you know, and he was talking about, you know, putting butter in your coffee. And I'm like, well, that's kind of a weird thing, but it does make sense. You put cream in coffee. So I kind of get that. And, and from there, uh, you know, keto kind of became kind of more mainstream and that's how we, you know, we kind of looked at it and yeah, we may be a little bit following fats, but from our experience, once we got onto keto and once we really got into it, I think it took a month or two for us to be like, 
we can eat this, we can eat that. And we weren't really seeing anything right away. We were maybe a, a pound here, a pound there, but it wasn't like the drastic weight loss that a lot of people were were claiming to see. And that is where really paying attention to not necessarily falling within, I'm only going to eat low carb stuff and high fat stuff, but really understanding how each of those different macros work together and balancing them out. Yeah. So before we go further into like our stat of keto, did you want to go through like our understanding at least of yeah. what keto so, is? Yeah. I, kinda, wrong. I, I definitely, but... I definitely circled back, but really the, the high level theory behind keto is, is your, your body runs on carbs. So what you're doing is you're taking one carb that you ingest, which be from maybe bread or something like that, a high carb, and you're limiting your body's intake of those carbs to then turn your body into basically what's called a fat burner. So your your body is basically taking fats in your body and converting them into carbs. You can't get away from carbs. Your body needs carbs to function. But what you're doing is, is you're utilizing a different source of energy to, to create carbs. And in this case, the ketogenic diet is utilizing fat to turn into carbs to then turn into fuel for your body to burn is our understanding of, of how everything works. And that's very, very high level, but this is more of a journey of how we're going about it for our, our journey. And if we can share something that, that helps someone or the stuff that we put on our website and our blog and our recipes, if that is something that you can utilize, that's really awesome because this is us kind of figuring it out. Right. And for us, I think a lot of people have different definitions of low carb and keto and all that. That was, again, our definition. And for us, I think you've said anything under 100 carbs a day would be considered low carb, right? The average person needs closer to 300 carbs a day. So under 100, we low carb. We aimed for about 26 carbs a day, which is definitely on the low end. And I would say that, again, we are not doctors. We're not nutritionists. We are not trying to give this information. It's like, this is how you should do it. It's not a roadmap. It is a roadmap in the sense of here's all the wrong turns we took and (laughs) maybe a few shortcuts we did find along the way, but not as in a, here's a plan to do it. So we did aim for about 26 carbs per day, which was a struggle some days and easier on others. And for us, that was our sort of interpretation and what seemed to work. I agree we didn't see results right away, and it definitely took um, some time to figure it out. I think another piece of of why we struggled with seeing results might have been is initially, like, everything has carbs. And remembering to check everything before you eat it. Remember, we went for a meal with some friends, and we thought, okay, we'll get a salad. We're at a Greek place, so we'll get, I would call it, like, kebab meat, but you were guys are called like euro Euro meat meat. um we're like it's meat we'll be fine right no it was like 30 carbs for a serving of that meat so you know that day we blew it out of the water without meaning to but it was definitely a for us that's how we interpreted the keto diet and we definitely stumbled along the way as we figured we'll we'll put together on our on our site a few like starting out resources that i i personally wish i would have had we use a tracking app it's it's a free app it does have a paid 
uh, version of it that you can use. We're not sponsored by by them. It just it works for us, and we're finding that ninety percent of the foods that we eat seem to be in there, and it's community based. So, you know, there's a, a high likelihood that something obscure will probably be in there. Yeah, um, and we don't use the paid app. Like, there's definitely enough on there to use the free one. I would definitely just give the pinch of salt of because it is community based, which is great because there's lots of things on there. And there's even some recipes, I think, so you can find more if you're looking for inspiration. Um, but you do have to double check other people's input sometimes. They yeah. have misinterpreted the cubs or added a zero, taken away a zero. So you have to be wary of what you're adding in. But like you said, it's a great tool to um, help us with a visual of our macros as well. It has a little wheel with carbs, fats, mm-hmm. protein, that sort of stuff. So it does help you visualize your day for me, which is really important. Um, and keep a, a little track and on your phone, everyone has an app for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Once we got started, we started seeing the weight drop off mm-hmm. and, and we were utilizing a tracking app to really see how well we are doing. There were some weeks that were frustrating and, and you'll hear those called plateaus. Mm-hmm. Um, and those can be frustrating, especially when you lose a couple pounds in one week and then you go to losing nothing. You're, mm-hmm. you're constantly like, what did I do wrong? What did I do right? Um, I ended up from starting keto and then getting into it about nine months, ended up losing about 45 pounds total. So I was pretty much convinced I have, as kind of talked about in the beginning of the episode, I have always had a hard time actually keeping weight off. And, And, you know, when I was keeping weight off, I was very, very active, you know, four or five times in the gym, really putting in the effort to maintain where I, where I was at at the time. Uh, and for you, yeah, I lost about 55 pounds all in, um, in that same nine months. And again, I think the beauty of that was the maintainability is that it wasn't, I mean, we were still active. We were still working out, but it wasn't the obsessive, like hours in the gym, like you said, four, five, six times a week. Um, we were able to have a more like normal schedule, do what other people do at the gym, just go, know, three times a week or replace the workout with a long walk. Um, and that was really, I think for us, a convincing factor is that we were able to have a more normal life and still enjoy the occasional cheat meal here and there, go out with friends, but we were still consistently losing. We definitely had weeks where we plateaued or weeks where we, um, maybe had things that we thought were lower cut, you know, I think there were definitely a lot of up and downs as we figured out what was successful and what wasn't. Um, but we overall saw a huge success. And I think that was really the proofs in the pudding, right? For both of us, we've always struggled to lose weight and to be able to lose weight fairly easily. You know, it, it worked for us. We realized it's not a diet we want to be on for the rest of our lives. Um, even at that, when we started with just regular keto, still eating meat, we realized it was a diet that was short lived and we'd use it to jump start weight loss or, or complete the weight loss. And then we'd move to a different diet to maintain. And, and we're kind of fast forwarding to the end of last year where we really kind of realized that is, is we went back to England uh, to visit family and we just kind of like, we're taking a break. We have worked so hard this year. We've, we've, we've gone down in the scales. It's been great everything's on the table. And I think that, not that I regret it, but I think that it kind of showed a little bit of the fallacies in the diet. And yeah. as soon as you get off of it, it, it's not pleasant. Yeah. And definitely, I think, 
I think going back to England is like double, doubly hard because there's so many things that I remember from my childhood that I want to relive some of those, you know, treats that we had when we were younger every now and then. But we only had, I mean, we were back there 10 days at bed and with Christmas and the party my parents were throwing in different things that we had to do. We only had a limited amount of time that we had control over. So I think there was definitely that like, okay, we want to get this done and this done and taste this and taste this. And so... It was definitely difficult and we definitely put on some weight over Christmas because because you can't do keto and enjoy all of those little treats so close together. If we were spending six months back in England, we could have paced ourselves and, and been able to do that. But that wasn't the reality of our situation. We only had a short amount of time. We just wanted to enjoy things without having to double check first or track them. Yeah. And that definitely was a bit of a, a fall down of of us of the diet I'm not sure both (laughs) but it it definitely made it difficult to maintain that continuous weight loss when we first started based on the consumption that you do need that does need to take place within the the actual keto diet yes it's great you can basically eat meat cheeses and all these things that are really delicious Mm -hmm. and you know as long as you eat the right amounts and in the right in within your macros, it's, it's pretty easy to get started. I would say that it is probably one of the easiest ways to get started, get, get going and see results relatively quickly for us at least, and see that, get that momentum going. I think the hardest thing with, with weight loss, if you're in, if you're looking to lose weight is really getting that momentum. Oh, for sure. And once we started getting into it, we started realizing that the sustainability of the diet was not really in line with where we wanted to be. And to caveat that, we had been in the process of trying to be less impactful for our environment just as a couple. So eating a lot of meat and cheeses and, and things like this, there's a lot of negative outputs when it comes to the environment and sustainability of these we did our best to go find local butchers, yeah. farmers markets to get a lot of our, our stuff. But there's a big disconnect in eating meat. For sure. And I think that meat piece was the last piece for us. We have stopped using any, uh, like, I want to say beauty products, but like shampoo, lotions that come in plastics. You know, all our shampoos and soaps are just bars. So there's none of that. We buy most of our clothes from companies that either have like a one-for-one or buy something and they do something good for the environment or ethically source like all of our stuff that we have been purchasing for since we kind of started for the last couple of years um, has a a conscience to it or has some sort of, you know, uh, like thoughtfulness behind it. It's not just mindless consumption. And so for us to continue to eat meat, it just didn't kind of fully connect. So I agree. That's where thinking about, okay, plant-based diet might be a, a shift to make our diet in line with all of our other sort of purchases. Um, and and I'm sure as everyone else knows, it's been very popular discussion, plant-based diets. There's lots of documentaries about athletes doing it and, and different things. Um, it's definitely not new, I would say, in any sense of the word. It's definitely easier from what I understand if you were uh, eating plant-based 10, 15 years ago, there was a lot less, but the publicity around it and the sort of just buzz has definitely made it more accessible to everyday people. Yeah. And and before we tried going into plant-based keto, we just tried plant-based. So we are using the phrase plant-based or plant-inspired instead of vegan. 
Um, and there's definitely a lot of crossover between plant-based and vegan. For us, vegan comes with a pretty strict set of rules of like to call yourself vegan, you have to be, I would say, closer to perfect. And we are not anywhere near that. We definitely are striving for it. And we're definitely going towards that same sort of set of rules, but we're not there yet. And I think that's an important distinction between for us between the two diets because veganism, like we said, has a, a very high bar of what makes someone vegan. And we don't want to misconstrue our stumblings and our figuring it out and someone to think that we are calling ourselves vegan. That's not at all true. We are doing plant-based and we're trying our best. Like we said, a lot of the products we buy are all, you know, vegetarian, vegan lotions or shampoos or, you know, clothing that's ethically made. Um, but we also want to remind everyone that we're not perfect. And, and so we're not going to use a word that does, in our opinion, require perfection because that's not where we're at. Yeah. And, and that brings into the whole idea of we did plant-based we felt better. Obviously, we were making that impact that we we saw for the environment and and that global good. But we weren't. See, we were starting to see the the weight kind of slowly tick up a little bit. You know, we were not as active as we were before. But based on what we were eating, it didn't seem like we should have been seeing those same results. So that's where we took what we kind of learned from keto and incorporated it. And we had a little bit of a benefit in that. All of a sudden, uh, if you're familiar with anything that's going on in the world and when this is coming out, a lot of people are all of a sudden working from home. And that gave us the, the ability to really sit down and think about what are we eating on a daily basis and how do we make it work within the keto diet? And that's kind of where we're at now. Yeah. And I think the reason why plant-based, just plant-based didn't work necessarily as well before, because I think we're still on that train of all the things that we couldn't have before. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we're big fans of Mexican food, so tacos were, were very high on our we've missed this list. Um, and obviously with the tortillas and different aspects of it, it doesn't necessarily fit into a keto uh a diet. So I think when we were just doing plant-based, we were seeing maybe a slow creep up on the scale or a plateauing because we were still going through that. These are things that I've missed and I've enjoyed, but now that they're plant-based, it's okay. And I think it obviously wasn't within the macros that we needed it to be in because we were still maybe enjoying a bit more than we should. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. I definitely, we definitely made a lot of uh, sweet potato tacos and they are delicious. We'll definitely yes. throw a recipe up because uh, I think if you're going to go with a cheat meal, they're a great, uh, it's a great cheat meal. So good. Yeah. Uh, so as we kind of roll into that, that's, that's really our, our background and you know, what we're going, what we're striving for next is the next episode is going to be our first week. You know, how did we, how did we get through it? What was the planning? Like, what did the start of the week? What did the end of the week look like? Uh, we have some pretty funny uh, recipes that we are like, well, you know, necessity over taste. This is how <laughs> we're going to get this done. So we're excited to share those. Um, I don't know if you want to eat them, but let our our, our silliness uh, help guide you if if you do continue to to follow us. And Maybe you can improve on our failures. <laughs> Maybe you can find one of our fail recipes and, and tell us it, how we could yeah. have made it good. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, join us on all the different social media platforms and check out our website. 
feel free to to send us what you think. If you can make something better, make it better. Uh, you know, in, we're looking at this more of a of a podcast to help people. But at the end of the day, really, we are a community and really trying to kind of find the best stride for everybody here. Yeah, definitely. We'll we'll look forward to your upgrades of our fail recipes. Yes, I think <laughs> the first one you're definitely going to like. It's pretty good. But thank you so much for tuning in. I know we were kind of all over the place. This is our first podcast episode ever, aside from our intro that we've already uploaded. So I promise that it will get better as we get more comfortable. Um, we're excited to bring more content and we can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. See you next time.